It's still not legal in Georgia. Right? Oh, the law. Come on. That, there have been no, obstacles. No, no, but like. Yes. A lot of things are not legal here in, in my freedom state. Uh, so many things. <laughs> That's right. But if they made it legal tomorrow, you would definitely start to count. In a ceremonial, like, all right, one hand, you know. Yeah. They would send out. <laughs> no, they would do like they did here with free money. They would they would make you do it. Bob, start. You do your little. Do your little. I got nothing. I got a Mark Twain quote. That's all. All right, say it. Here we are, a cast iron brains, a podcast that holds these truths to be self-evident, that all monarchs are usurpers and descendants of usurpers, for the reason that no throne was ever set up in this world by the will, freely exercised, of the only body possessing the legitimate right to set it up, the numerical mass of the nation. That's a Mark Twain for you. You okay. fucking British maniacs. <laughs> my name is Bob, sitting across the way from my good friend and co-host. That's Abe. How you doing tonight, Abe? Doing well, Bob. Yeah, here we are. Lori's here too. How you doing, Lori? I'm surprised we have listeners in Great Britain. It's not the British ones who are really pissing me off. It's the Americans obsessed with this nonsense. Oh, we don't have anything going on. We Clearly might as well. not. Go to oh, cbsnews.com. And by the way, this is this is neither here nor there. But uh, as a person who's long produced and ingested and otherwise discussed Mark Strassman content, I think yeah. we need. I think we need a hashtag. Uh, we got a free Strassman because, <laughs> like months now, he hasn't gotten off. Not only is he not getting off good ones, which obviously was rare, but he's not even, like, trying to get off good ones. And I'm convinced that our show has somehow done damage to the Strassman <laughs> brand. Probably has. This is what you get. Within CBS. Because you he doesn't some... even, like, I, I, watched, I watched three to four Strassman-produced segments every week. I, I search them out, and I find everything that Strassman has done. And there's like nothing week after week. There's just nothing worth even playing for you, and it's really getting me down. You know what's odd? You, I've I've noticed uh, other types, uh, reporter types, getting off Strassman's and Ooh. not hey And you himself. haven't it's been weird. sending them to me. Look, we if, <laughs> if CBS is going to put the friends. lid on Mark Strassman, then we're going to have to expand <laughs> did Mark Strassman get off a good one to include other reporters. Will we change yes. the name of our game? No, we will not. It will still be did Mark be Strassman, great. CBS News' senior national news correspondent, get off a good one. He was in <laughs> Vegas this week. Doing a reporting trip because I think he he went to L.A. for something I forget what and then he was in on the way back from that that crazy story out of Vegas where the did you see this there was the a local politician who got killed by politician uh, yeah, yeah some like city comptroller or something didn't yeah. like the the news that this guy was digging up on him and he stabby stabby like stabbed the shit out of him. And, like, the, there's an interview that he did with the reporter who he ended up, I mean, allegedly, obviously, this has not been a conviction or anything. But he was telling the reporter how he's a really nice guy. That the, Like, I know that you keep trying to dig up dirt on me, but the fact of the matter is that I'm just really trying to do the right thing all the time. All I care about is doing the right thing for the people in my community. I am about nothing but justice, fairness, and just, just being a good person. And like three days later, he's stabbing the fucking guy yeah, in no. the chest. <laughs> that sort of it's it's 
as always, like a false confession. Like if someone keeps saying, you're shitty, you're shitty, eventually you're going to go like, all right, fucking fine. Yeah. It's just I'm, all on. I'm awful. It's on the reporter, definitely. A little but bit. Better to weather, I mean, I don't know I'm giving this guy advice, but whatever. Uh, better to weather the storm, whatever it is. I don't know what this guy did, but like then to stab somebody to death now, everybody's going to be like, oh, what's all this? Hey, your like future, I know you, work, you, you have a, a good job working for the man, but uh, <laughs> if Satan is real, I have no reason to doubt the existence of the devil. Uh, you're definitely like, and, and instead of like, you go to heaven or hell based on uh, your your good deeds or your work or your faith or whatever, and instead yeah. the devil and God get to do a like a draft every year to yeah. pick the recently dead souls. You're getting drafted by the devil, like high up there, just as a means of offering advice to all of the awful people in hell, right? Like fucking Pol Pot needs some advice, and Satan's like, I got just the guy. We're bringing him so in true. in a few years. If, if God the, wouldn't uh, appreciate you. Like, you'd right. be a steal. The devil would be like, oh, I got that guy. And God would be like, Really? Okay, and he'd be like, "That's yeah, a reach. That's, yeah. a re- that's a real yeah. reach in the fifth round." Yeah. There, he thought Lucifer. anyone bored like yeah. who's this fucking guy. Uh, if I if I needed to, I think the devil would be more receptive to my uh, suggestion. So if if, need, if needed, I would tank for the, the devil just, would like, be more receptive than the Lord. Yeah, like, I think without question. <laughs> The the omnipotent, all powerful, and all knowing Lord yeah, probably true. not receptive to your advice. <laughs> anyway, the point is uh, hashtag free Strassman because I'm pretty sure that his editors, maybe Maggie Brennan, some some bigwig over there at CBS News is coming down. If, if Nora O'Donnell, this is also neither here nor there. Have you ever noticed that she looks exactly like the news anchor? Not the alien, but uh, in, you remember Futurama? It's a show. It was on a yeah, long yeah. time ago. And it's coming back, actually, I think. It's on a, like its 11th revival or something like that. Really? Wow. Uh, Nora O'Donnell looks second. precisely like the news anchor from Futurama, the female news anchor from Tell me that 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 person doesn't look exactly like Nora O'Donnell, but with exactly lighter hair. It's a bit strong because yeah, the hair doesn't work, uh, and her face also. <laughs> no, it's the exact same thing. I'll do a. I'll make sure that the lead image from Bob thinks all women look the same. That is not what I'm saying. Anyway, uh, CBS News's main page right now. If you go to it, it's just like. 47 stories about Queen Elizabeth and oh, and, and King Philip III. Yeah, and here you are with nothing to talk about tonight. Yeah, because the so, whole fucking last week has just been about the stupid royal family. What it's else has fault. happened? I don't know. Abe's. This is one of Abe's great... Uh, Abe, who's never wrong. <laughs> one half of his 2022 prediction coming yeah, to man. fruition this week. Oh, man. How did that feel, Abe? Did that feel good when you found out that old bat kicked it? <laughs> When 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 we were getting into Labor Day, I was like, oh, here we go again, another one of my, uh, you know, there's still a few months left, but like neither of them going down, you know, uh, for the listeners who just joined uh, at the beginning of the year or was it the end of last year? I uh, yeah. said that I there's was the no first, scenario. I think it was where... the first episode of our t- of of 2022. Okay. 
Yeah, and I thought this was a slam dunk prediction. There's no scenario where uh, the Queen of England and uh, former President Jimmy Carter would see 23, right? And uh, for most of 22, they've been looking like they were going to see it, but finally, a break in my way. That's right. The Queen goes down, and uh, almost immediately, Jimmy Carter puts out a statement... (laughs) Supposedly. Uh, dunking on the recently deceased queen for having gone down, and he still lives. Very I mean, untoward from Plains, Georgia. Not not nice. He's already older than her, right? Uh, by the way, I, I think, uh, I don't know if this was the plan, but do you think that these uh, different, especially the networks, if they're seeing an immediate bump to the ratings by by covering this? Because... I can imagine the first day it's a news thing. Yeah, look at that. The, the old lady's dead. And then right. let's see what this younger old guy does. But then it's not like, a, like this. The coverage it's, is like wall no, to wall. When did this happen? This was like five Friday. days ago, right? It was Friday. But that's the thing is like it's a thing that happened. But every day since has been another little like ceremony or like I don't know. Yeah, I some new watching, event, yeah. But it's yeah. not – it's not an event as much as it is a process. Right. And that's why everyone's interested. And also nothing else is happening. I mean, Trump is having, he's playing golf without the golf clubs today on the course. But yeah, not, not a whole lot else is going on. That's nothing. I that's nothing count, happening. I didn't count the notifications from the Washington Post and the New York Times, which I, as soon as this happened, I had the thought that I should count them because I knew it was going to piss me off. But it's been an endless series of push notifications from those two news organizations onto my phone about different stories related to this. If I told you it was like 25 apiece yeah. since it happened, I don't think that that would be a crazy overestimation. No, I don't. I think you're probably spot on. If it's some something like that, it was like a lot, you know, a lot of like, all right, I get it. And like we, we get into a little bit of the Twitter reaction in a little bit. I, oh, I sincerely don't understand any reaction to this of any sort like whether whether it's the absurd like pissing on the recently deceased person uh because they it lines up with your conception of how the world ought to be and the fact that they're dead is good now because that's one less white supremacist uh villain in history or something along those lines like using they have a deep bench by the way if you're thinking that's that's gonna ruin very deep (laughs) bench yeah, another 75-year-old dude just popping right up. Here I I'll be your totem of white supremacy. You various black studies professors across the United States. Yeah. Uh, and then but then also from the other end, like Andrew Sullivan, and obviously he's a, a British expat, he's a United States citizen now. And yeah, he's a weird dude, like a, a gay conservative essentially i think he's i've heard him describe himself basically as a monarchist before like but not not like he would want a monarchy here but that he is in favor of the ongoing monarchy in the united kingdom okay but the allegiance is not with the throne he's not he's like an american right he's one right but, but he get he got like all weepy about the fact oh. that this lady had gone and it, it's very much like it she's a symbol of a of a of a better time, right? Of a, a less interest in engaging in the everyday banality and sort of grossness of crass politics, and instead just being a, a symbol for her people to look at. And so he's he's mourning her passing in that way. 
and taking it like one, like just a thousand percent seriously and not being able to really cope with it. And that, that is also sort of untoward in my view. I, and, and for any American to talk about this in any way besides that, oh, this fucking queen yeah, or king, kick the bucket. Yeah. How about that? Like, aside from that, like, wow. 70 fucking years as a as the sole monarch of a country that's that's crazy arguably some have said like one of the longest reigning monarchs in the history of the globe because they just it, didn't last that long and they would die they would die and the ones who who did maybe started their reign at like 18 months old or something so it doesn't yeah, really yeah one count. of those things yeah like the some egyptian whatever but it wasn't she like second to like some Frenchy type from back in the day? Like she was r- running neck and neck with somebody for the longest if she's not already there. Right. And in a position that doesn't actually mean anything or do anything. Yeah. And and that's not new. That goes back to like the 70s, which is like the last time that the queen had to do something important apparently. Like they deposed somebody in Australia and it was presented as this is the the decision of the queen because officially she's the only one who had the power vested in her to do it but the reality is that whoever her representative was down there in australia actually did the deed and then was like here you got to sign this paper because i did we're doing this thing and it's it's not up to you to decide one way or the other so it's a completely like meaningless position it's also a completely unjustifiable institution largely although i will say as I'm constantly uh, contradicting myself anytime I take a firm stance on anything, the idea of the monarchy as a concept, I actually really like in a backward sort of way, but only if they acknowledge how completely fucking meaningless it is. Right. Like it, it but the whole scam operates under the thinking that right, God the scam operates or, on the opposite. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's like God but, told me like I'm the king. In the way that uh, Ryan Johnson's Star Wars movie, the the second of the newest trilogy, what is that one called? The Last Jedi, number eight. It's called The Last Jedi. Uh, at the, at the, the, the sort of core of that movie and something that I liked about it, whereas a lot of the other plot points and beats I can't stand, is this idea that the universe might be just chock full of force sensitive people and that anybody who believes that they could be a hero might actually be a hero. There's a shot. The very last shot of the movie is a little nobody sweeping the deck of a a spaceship and he puts his hand up and kind of like the kid in the uh, Volkswagen commercial from 15 years ago or whatever. And he, the broom, he's able to move the broom using the force at the end. And it's like this cool moment of maybe this is a force that, because of some weird thing that's happening in the universe, it's going to be more democratized going forward. Right. Sort of one of the, and this is now we can, because I literally have nothing to really talk about tonight, so I'll just be a yeah, dork Yeah, so here. we're talking about the queen? Yeah, we're, and, and also Jedis and shit. There was football. <laughs> yeah, we'll get there. One of the theories that I read throughout this latest trilogy of Star Wars movies was that The Force Awakens, the whole concept, and they never followed through on this, so maybe the fan theory was wrong, was and that this the is the f- last of the bunch, right? Yeah, the, f- the, the most that- recent trilogy, seven, okay. eight, and nine. The J.J. Abrams, Ryan Johnson, J.J. Okay. Abrams shit sandwich okay. of a of a trilogy that they made. The idea was that the reason that Ray was so overpowered and who's the bad guy? What was his name? Uh, Kylo Ren. Kylo Ren. The reason that they were so sort of hyper powered compared to what even Darth Vader and Luke Skywalker were able to do in the original trilogy 
is that the Force had it was no longer really under the mastery of the Jedi, and that it's this thing that it just exists in the universe, and it's going to be wielded one way or another. And when the Jedi were around and powerful, they were able to sort of hone it and use it to their ends and not always okay. good ends, but sometimes, and then the dark side would come in and do their thing, whatever. But Ray was like a fucking supercharged person when it came to the force. And the idea was that the, the force had awakened in a way and it couldn't really be controlled anymore, which is why Kylo's uh, lightsaber was all goofy with the little thing shooting out of it. It was okay. like, un, it was like this unstable force. And I liked that idea a great deal. And they sort of left that by the wayside. Anyway, I don't know how I got there, except to say that this idea of a more democratized, where any idiot peasant boy could end up with the force and become uh, the hero of time or what have you, is an appealing thing to me. And the same goes for the monarchy, which is that instead of this, like, if, if you can acknowledge that it's all a stupid sham, right, that there's nothing divinely inspired by this stupid family that has, like, German roots or what have you and, ha and, and has, has ruled England for however many hundreds of years, if you can instead acknowledge that it's just random and the, 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 the random accident of this person's birth put them in this position and that the job is just to be a servant and a tribune of the people, and, and, they, and if they would acknowledge that, right, they have to come out and say, look, this is just bullshit, right? The whole prince thing, like, this is nonsense. <laughs> but it, it, it's me, and it could be anybody else, but it's me. And what are you going to do? So I'm going to do right. what I can do for the people as best I can. And that, that, that that's what a monarchy should be. And, like, ideally, it's, like, random, like, like the Dalai Lama. Like, it's just, like, oh, nah, there's this fucking new, new that's Lama. how Buffy ends, actually. What's that? That's how Buffy ends. How does Buffy end? All Everyone's a slayer. Ah, uh, yes. Everyone can be a slayer. Not can ah. be. Right, but not everyone. But that's the, what I'm saying is I don't want everyone to be a king or a queen or what have you. Because I, I, I understand the usefulness of such a position in a society, right? It's like, hey, we elevate these people and they, they do good works and we look up to them and they look, they look out for us and that sort of thing. And like, if it could pass... Like the queen dies and there's like a fucking weird random lottery or something. It's like, hey, good news. Good news. This dope gets to be the king now. Like that would be fun. And it, But it has to be a completely meaningless position. And everyone needs to recognize how meaningless the position is. Right, also, but also that... it would justify this insanity of not having any inheritance tax passed between generations where these, these prince – now King Charles just gets the billion-dollar estates without having to worry about uh, any of the taxes coming due and continues to be a parasite on the rest of society. In addition, it's like a, a college sitting on an endowment, an unspeakably large endowment and then getting a bunch of federal uh, subsidized loans for their students to come in with. It, it's no way of doing anything, obviously. Right, but w what's odd is that like you want the few positives, uh, but you're trying to get rid of the silly parts. But it, those are like essential elements you can't do without. Uh, it's like a load-bearing pillar. The fact that people believe in all this smoke and mirrors, like God, whatever. Okay, I, I know that they, people believe in God. I'm fine with the religion stuff. Uh, to no, but an not extent. only that, it's I not don't just think, regular I don't religion. believe that anybody actually thinks. That the queen of that that the Lord God Himself personally yes. intervened in yeah. the did not my, Dave in the birthing but, of yeah, these with, families without my advice by the way right right, right. right. without <laughs> any not, input not from Abe and yeah. selected <laughs> these idiots and like only by sheer 
volume do they come up with enough people so that it's not a total shit show, right? Because right. her uncle was a Nazi sympathizing weirdo who left the throne because he wanted to bone his American mistress more or something along those right. lines, as I recall. Right. Deeply steeped in the history of the British crown that I am. <laughs> I mean, I didn't know it from the crown. The I have never show. watched it. I, I've watched oh, that's none a great of it. Show. It's just oh, what I have stuff. gleaned from pop culture, basically. And <laughs> but that's you know the gist. That and then the rest the of the family is like a, it's, it's if they're not a sex pest, then they're a, some other sort of fucking weirdo, right? Like because there's Prince Andrew got involved with the Epstein shit, and then there's uh, like Charles himself who like couldn't keep it together. And was forced sort of into or, or or brought Diana into the family and then couldn't keep his hands off Camilla Parker Bowles. There was the like Fergie was always in, I don't know, like on Oprah and shit, uh, saying something or another about Weight Watchers. No, no, it's oh, not a good a, what I'm saying. <laughs> you could be a historian. Bob, what you're from... <laughs> saying is that none of this is interesting. None of it is interesting, right. Okay. But, but, but what I'm also saying in this moment is that the there's not a chance that there are actual human beings who believe that this family has been divinely chosen by God to lead the United Kingdom and the, and the Commonwealth. Like it's, would, would you, would I, you I, say, I reject that. What about like a, a, a an Andrew Sullivan type? You think he buys into the nonsense? Because I remember somebody was trying to downplay religion as a concept, or they were talking it up as a ut utilitarian kind of like, oh, it has a net positive in people's life, but it's like bullshit. But like, he kind of rejected that. I, I don't know why I remember that, but I remember him just being like, no, 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 you have to buy the whole thing. Like right. you can't uh, well, he's pick a, and choose. He's a Catholic, so yeah. Right, but like, if it if it weren't for that, or at least the 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 familial line of succession, the reason why. King Charles III, or whatever the fuck his name is. By the way, there's no way that uh, a 70-plus-year-old could change your name. You just got to go with your name. You can't, like, oh, my name now is Tom. Like, I'm King Thomas or whatever. You couldn't do that. No, you had to but stick like, with Charles. Yeah, the whole thing uh, is based on something. Just like, you know, you're saying how there's a potential positive. I think the system, I mean, when it works, uh, the system that exists in America and other countries is just as good. You can have a man from... Hope Arkansas or Plains Georgia become the head of government and the head of state of here, but you can have some bum from I don't know Birmingham become the king or the queen. Why not? No, you, right. that's what I'm saying. Is it's, it's such a meaningless position because you don't want just any asshole being the president of the United States. There are actual like responsibilities. The fuckers right, got the nuke so, codes for fuck's so sake. So you're saying you're saying there should be a uh, the queen like a raises head of state dogs. ceremonial like that's right, all she right. does like what her whole right. job was to raise corgis and to show up at functions like this is just and, and and never get into politics so you do you think it would be some benefit like if we had some version of that like oh the head of government is a bozo and old and whatever but we got this head of state the rock look at him he's just fucking waving and doing a thing and then everybody loves this one guy like you think it would be the problem with your the, the problem with your analogy right there is that there's a non-trivial number of people who think that the rock should be the actual president <laughs> and not and not the ceremonial head of state president right? Uh, right now I agree with you like it would be better if Donald Trump had just been mascot USA instead of the yeah. president of the United States because that's effectively what he was except that it right. also came with all the awful trappings of the right. of the actual job right. which he didn't really do apparently for most of the four years and certainly when he did it was just bad uh, don't do it that way Donnie but 
Yeah, I don't know. I, I would be fine if we had a, a largely ceremonial head of state. And then right. the, we had a – like I don't think that we'll ever have a parliamentarian system or anything like that. I don't think that we'll be – no matter how badly the parties would prefer it in terms of like can't we just vote for parties instead of voting for individuals? I think that right. a lot of the assholes That's in these parties would prefer that. We sort of do by default, but it's not exactly what we do. Right, right. And yeah, I don't I don't see it happening here. But yeah, it's a discussion that's I I uh because of the uh, overwhelming coverage, I, there were things that I didn't know, uh, I didn't put too much thought into uh, until I was confronted with it, but like you know, I was saying this would be a good opportunity for these other countries like Australia and Canada to just say, "All right, enough of this dress up and we're just going to stop." You know, like right. She lasted way longer than we thought she would, but good for her. Uh, but now we're not going to do this anymore and uh, have a good day, whatever. Uh, but apparently, uh, especially in Canada, uh, it's like in their constitution. It's like enshrined into their constitution that the head of state is the the queen or the king or whatever, right? Uh, and so there, it's, it would be like almost impossible for them, from what I read, to undo that. So it's not like, a, all right, this is a good... Uh, Time How to many? Stop. Like I, I was talking to an actual Canadian this weekend briefly because I had to take the kids to a birthday party, and yeah. there was a, a Canadian there. I got off a couple of good ones about Canadians generally, like just very <laughs> soft. new ones that they never heard of. I assume. Oh, yeah, of course not. <laughs> I'm sure very tired retreads for this particular gentleman. The only uh, I don't know. I did take a dig at him because his little his younger kid was swinging a bat at the pinata. And he missed like two times in a row, and then he like barely clipped the side of the pinata. I was like, "There you go. That's 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 good enough for a Canadian." And the old old dad thought that was pretty funny. Anyway, uh, he seemed to insist that there was an actual debate, like of like with roughly the same number of people on either side about right. whether or not they should continue being part of the Commonwealth and and having the Queen as the head of state. And I. Like, he was very neutral, very Canadian about it, didn't care either way. Uh, well, he doesn't live there either. He doesn't live there, yeah. And so maybe he didn't want to take a side. But, like, I, I, it's unfathomable to me to be, like, an Australian or a Canadian and think it's, like, totally fine that the Queen of England is technically your head of state. I mean, you I know it doesn't mean anything. And I guess I'm, I'm now folding back on my other argument, which is like, ah, you know, fuck it, whatever. Like, right. <laughs> it, because I, it I, doesn't matter, it's fine. Right. Uh, I, I would imagine it would be 50-50 uh, between people who don't care and people who want to keep it. I just can't imagine being that into, like, uh, or people that want to get rid of it. Like, I can't imagine you're that, like, an Australian, that into the whole thing. Because, like, there's really nothing for you. You have your own government, you have your own world, and you do whatever. It's like an inoperable kind of brain tumor kind of thing. It's just there. You can live with it. I'm going to do anything about it. It's, it's the old. It's the death sentence of being alive. Like we're just here. Yeah, yeah. got to put up with it. Just go on. At least you know the British. They uh, it's like a tourist trap for them, right? People show up to London and they do the things. Uh, Australia doesn't get any such benefit. So it's just why well, would you be that into it? Union, would they have to change the flag? I mean, the Union Jack is still down there on the, on the flag. They don't have to do anything. Uh, yeah, and their know. currency is all littered. I mean, littered. Uh, it's all. Uh, it's, yeah, the Queen is still That's on, what's yeah. cool. They all have to the... change all the money now. Yeah. This is going to be expensive. I, th I wonder if Philip can just be like, They're Look, fine. They're doing yeah. fine. Just, just keep the queen because yeah. I'm going no. to kick it probably. No. They're going to the change all of it. It's going to be fine. They have plenty of money. 
That's humiliating. Thought, That's humiliating. Yeah. Like, it's one thing to have this nice old lady who, like, she, like, rode on Jeeps for the, to fight the Nazis back in, 19, in the 1940s. Like, she's she's a pleasant person. But, like, King Philip on your fucking money. That's what humiliating. What are you talking about? Oh, no, no. King, uh, what's his name? Charles. Charles? This is how much I care about this asshole. Call well, me Charles. Well, stop talking about it. Move on to something else. You said that he couldn't change his name. Do you think he could have gone with, like, yeah, I'm, I'm still Charles, but I'm going to be King Chucky. <laughs> I had an American friend once. He called me Chucky. Chuck. We're going to go with that. Chuck. <laughs> The also the the other I know uh, for a b- bullshit topic we seem to have a lot of takes but uh, he kind of reminds me of the uh, the that German pope who kind of came and went like he was there for a couple of years he was gone like I think this guy will be like, All right, enough I'll give it to my kid yeah and I could just piss it's off it's gonna be fine what do you mean it's gonna be fine of course it'll be fine it's just a very silly thing and, and it's just weird to me that the American media was as obsessed with it as the British media seemed to be you just talked about it for 45 I know, minutes and I jumped on BBC uh, news as soon as this happened because I wanted to see all the hubbub so I tuned in on, on YouTube TV to what the BBC had to say and the thing that jumped out at me right away is that so this, the guys in the studio black jacket black tie Right. So, and that made some sense to me. Like, uh, okay. They had that at the studio for everybody who's on camera to, to change into while they're on television as they do this, this whole coverage of the Queens thing. And it's, it's gone on all weekend long. Everybody, black jacket, black tie. But what was stunning to me is that it kept going to man on the street reporters who were talking to the rabble out there, the, the yeah. British folks. And only positive stuff, of course. Everybody loved their queen until they accidentally stumble across like a Scot, and the, the Scot, the Scottish were not big fans. Uh, but anyway, even the people on the street, black jacket, black tie. So what that what this tells me is that like at a moment's notice, all of yeah. the BBC people have to have immediate access to a, a fitting black jacket, black tie that they can whip out, or a black dress if they're a female presenter uh, for the occasion. Right. I mean, you know, somebody's 96, like, you should be on alert. Is, is, yeah, but is there, and um, there's no American equivalent for somebody dying in this country where you would get uh, an unfailing from the media class, everybody in black jacket, black tie, right? Yeah, but we don't have that tradition. No, because right? they, we don't have a king or queen. I know, it's, it's yeah. just like if... Like when JFK died, it's not like there was anything along those lines, and he was no, as close to expect... American royalty as you would get. Anyway, I thought that was funny. Some people, as I, I mean, Michael Jackson would have been the one. Yeah, MJ's. Uh, Kobe that's, Bryant. That, MJ's funeral is what yeah. came to mind watching some of this coverage. Actually, yeah. it was the, the same sort of like weird wall-to-wall fawning coverage of somebody. It is like a like a weather event almost. Like those yes. do good ratings too. So they're like, oh, well, look at this—a fucking hurricane. Uh, all right. So I, I read that Twain quote at the top, and that is the uh, your input notwithstanding. Uh, that's the official position of the Cast okay. Iron Brains podcast. We don't have fucking kings and queens, you maniacs in this country. There was this person. She is some sort of gender studies or race studies professor. And forgive me for bringing this up. I bring it up because of the confluence of people who landed this in my Twitter timeline on Friday. The person is Uju Anya. She's the college professor. She does the tweet. Jeff Bezos does the retweet. I don't yeah. 
I don't follow Jeff Bezos, so I, I still this is beyond my purview at this point, right? So there's college professor who I don't follow, Jeff Bezos who I don't follow, commenting on what the college professors say. But Ann Coulter retweeted the Ooh, whole there thing, you go. and I do follow Ann Coulter because is she bad? She is unquestionably bad. But she's a great fucking Twitter follow. I there's no denying it. She posts a bunch of crazy shit, and I get to see what uh, awful right wingers are thinking about from day to day, which is. My main purpose on Twitter is just to ingest all of it, prick <laughs> prick my bubble, and see what's actually happening out there in the world. This is the this is the quote. I heard the chief monarch of a thieving, raping, genocidal empire is finally dying. May her pain be excruciating. So that was the hey, college what professor. What they have her do? Jeff Bezos's commentary was, this is someone supposedly working to make the world better? I don't think so. Wow. And then Ann Coulter retweeted that. Also, uh, so the jump from this professor, by the way, professor where, like, did, did she even get into that? I saw her Twitter uh, bio and it just said professor. Maybe I, I missed it, but like this professor makes up Weird comment, all right, uh, which is to be expected uh, whenever somebody uh, of this stature dies. It got to somebody else before it got to Jeff Bezos, right? So Jeff Bezos is not like, you know. Jeff Bezos in, probably on, doesn't follow her. She works yeah, at uh, some young... Carnegie, Carnegie Mellon University mm -hmm, Department of Modern go. Languages. She is, right. this is from her website, a university professor and researcher in applied linguistics, critical sociolinguistics, and critical discourse studies, primarily examining race, gender, sexual, and social class identities in new language learning through the experiences of African-American students. Her other areas of inquiry include applied linguistics as a practice of social justice and translanguaging in world language pedagogy. She currently teaches and conducts research as associate professor of second language acquisition at Carnegie Mellon. Do you think we could have her on the show? Do you think she'd want to <laughs> chat with us? I think no. she'd be a, a gut. <laughs> Probably not after this past week. Uh, Twitter deleted the tweet and said it, it violated our standards or what have you. And because said that very this, last part, right? I mean, the other stuff is you know fair game, but like the. I May your pain be excruciating? I don't right. know. Is that actually that's, a violation of any? Like people are well, that's awful the only on Twitter violation because the, the other, the other stuff was it? Oh, she oversaw some, you know, uh, or she perpetuated. She did something, but like that last part is like, oh boy, fuck I all mean, that palliative care. It's, it's right. <laughs> <laughs> I hope, I hope she's in great pain. I to me, it doesn't. That it, it, like. Maybe I'm ignored to this stuff to an extent, but it didn't strike me as particularly, like, unacceptable. I, I mean, the real reason was because of all the, 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 the blowback and the, you know, uh, all of the noise raising uh, uh, that was happening. So they right, come up with some Twitter, bullshit Is reason. that Twitter's job? Like, I, that's yeah, the part I don't understand. Is it their I mean, job? No, but they can do it. So right. here we are. And it's like an easy, like, oh, you think, oh, we're being unfair to your side, you know? Yeah. Here, it's, we'll throw this yeah, random like, person. Oh, we're under so the leftist, woke, and uh, right. not so much. We yeah. cancel that one too. Here's what. What are you doing? Here's I'm trying to read this without putting my phone near the microphone because if I put the phone near the microphone, everyone's going to hear 
it makes feedback, and that's bad. So I'm holding my phone away from the microphone. We do not condone... This is Carnegie Mellon. We do not condone the offensive and objectionable messages posted by Uju Anya today on her personal social media account. Free expression is core to the mission of higher education, however. The views she shared absolutely do not represent the values of the institution nor the standards of discourse we seek to foster. There was another option. They could have just said nothing... And that right. would have been way better, right? But this also, again, there, there's, I guess, in their estimation, some benefit to making this statement so you can sound like you're, you're being uh, even-handed or whatever. Uh, but yeah, I guess saying nothing would have also worked. You don't think they would have gotten some sort of like, you know, silence is whatever, compliant uh, or whatever the hell the new. Maybe Silence the is, British family is a, a donor. It would have been a bunch of bad faith right wingers insisting that uh, you don't do this when people have similar right. language about people on our side of the political aisle. So why aren't you doing it now? You're not. You're not ha- making anybody happy with this, right. this. That's the point, and that was sort of your main point through all of these controversies of people posting stupid shit online and then getting in trouble through their institutions has been they could just let it wash over them and it would be right. better for everyone. And I think it's right. like super clear that and it doesn't appear to be a lesson that they're capable of learning largely because they're so beholden to the loudest people in the room. And usually it's the people who would be like the, the professor here herself, right? It, she would be the one demanding yeah, retribution exactly. on people for saying the wrong thing online. And instead, she has to suffer it here. And no one's going to learn any lessons from this. Carnegie Mellon won't have accomplished anything by censuring her in any way. And I don't see the point. And also, I mean, uh, I don't I don't know that people do this for this specific reason. But, like, it does raise your profile when this sort of thing happens. Like, this professor is now going to be championed by some people, right? An insignificant number of people. Like, you said the right thing and they took you down for, you know, some reasons to be determined later. And then they, they'll have some presence now. Maybe they'll write a book or they'll hawk a book they already wrote. Or there's going to be something that she'll get out of this transaction. Right. Uh, the school doesn't. I mean, the people who are making all this noise, they'll share with their friends and their Jeff Bezos of the world will make a comment about it. But, like, the only person who doesn't get anything out of it is the school. She was the tip of the iceberg of that precise sort of line of thinking about this. Was there a lot of that, by the way? Maybe yes, there just, was a lot. Yeah, the okay. whole Caribbean is like not into it. Okay. Yeah, sure. And I, it's, it's fine. It's just weird because like it was this same yesterday and the day before and the day before that. Before the queen died, your problem was with colonialism and genocide and all the all of the rest, and that's fine. It's the taking of it's taking the opportunity of the of the attention of the world right. to piss on the grave that is unseemly, and I right. understand why people don't like it. Uh, but also, like, what the fuck are you doing? If free speech means anything to you, you university, you should be able to set up a firewall between what is going on in the heads of your professors and allowing them to say whatever they want to say out in the world as it doesn't have any impact on on how they do their job right anyway what else is going on in the world that we can oh, talk literally about? anything <laughs> all right remember last week when we didn't talk about whether or not a racial slur happened abe yes there was a an event that happened at 
a volleyball game in Utah at Brigham Young University, BYU. I'll just read from the very first thing that New York Times published about this, which was on August 27th, 2022. The headline is, Racial Slur During College Volleyball Game Leads to Fan Suspension. And the first paragraph is, A Duke University women's volleyball player who is black was called a racial slur during a game Friday night in Utah, prompting BYU to ban a fan from sporting events and Duke University to change the venue of a tournament game on Saturday. What she called a dinger. Reading that (laughs) first paragraph, you would be surprised to find out that this was not something that was confirmed by anybody anywhere in or around the venue where it apparently happened because the New York Times lays it out as something that definitively happened uh, based entirely on the claim made by the young woman who insists that she was called every time she served she was they were shouting racial this racial slur at her presumably the n-word and I think in one of the subsequent tweets posted by her family that was confirmed that it was the n-word and that is, it largely now seems to be completely false. And you wouldn't know that based on the week's worth of coverage that went on up until the BYU student newspaper did an investigative deep dive and talked to like a hundred people who were there and couldn't find anybody uh, who could say that this actually happened. And uh, it's on video. There are like three different sources or something that had the full video of this match, including uh, the, the BYU athletic department. And it was also broadcast on, like, their in-house sports network or what have you. Right. And so they have video of every time this person served. And, like, people go through granularly go through the video and can't find any instance. And that doesn't mean that it didn't happen. Right. There's just no evidence. Not even, like, secondhand. And there was nothing, basically, other than just the primary statement, the it happened to me. Statement. Right, and and the only thing that gives it credence in terms of her even thinking that she heard something is that she said something like as it happened apparently, because and and then they like sent people out into the stands to try to figure out what was going on. Like they put a a couple of BYU officials into the area of where it allegedly happened, and a couple of cops go up into the set, into the stands there in the student section to try to see what's going on. And yeah, they couldn't confirm anything. But then at some point, the Duke team like points somebody out in the crowd who they say was the the culprit. Why that, not him? Right. <laughs> and the guy gets banned for life from well, for the time being. Yeah, in the until it gets proven that it that it didn't actually fucking happen because there's video right. of the, like there's video of him throughout the entire volleyball match, and he didn't do it. And then it turns out like he might be uh, a little spectrumy or something. Like he might be a oh. little weird. And so, like, maybe they picked him out of the crowd because he was just kind of a weirdo. Uh, that That's gross. That's but not good. The most likely explanation for what happened here is that this girl thought she heard something. And she said something about it. Rightfully so. Good for her. I'm glad that she said something about it. But then her godmother or aunt or something like that is a politician or a want-to-be politician who's looking to get elected to something very small and local uh, back home and she made a big stink about this on the internet and then dad goes on cnn and good morning america or something like that and then the story goes from i heard somebody yell a name at me and i would like somebody to do something about it 
two, all throughout the match, me and my teammates were racially harassed. And that gets that's the narrative that gets taken up by the entire national media, largely without question. And it's all couched in this sincere belief among the media class that we just have to believe people when they make accusations, no matter the truth value there. And that's like at least some of the other sites were framing this in terms of what she claims happened to her. The New York Times, the paper of record, and I know it's maybe it's just dumb of me to expect more out of the New York Times than I expect out of other outlets like fucking stupid online magazines that use at least couched it in terms of allegedly or things that she claimed. But when the New York Times comes out and say, this is the thing that happened, and still uh, two and a half weeks later, after it's been proven that this isn't what happened, and yeah, have they had follow-up stories? Yes. But it, they haven't gone back and issued corrections on this original report, which is a, it's just a flat, flat-out lie at this point. So I do wonder if a decision was made at the New York Times and other places as well, like when it comes to these kind of um, uh, claims, uh, to, to accept it as if it were like a physical assault. You know, like I, I assume uh, the New York Times wouldn't say somebody was allegedly stabbed by allegedly this person or whatever. It's because right? of the sexual assault. It's because we've had so many thousands of years of, oh, a girl said something, she's probably lying. Like right. it's just right. a reaction to that. Except that it leads to the the backlash. Yeah, it's bad, no, but, but the, like the backlash, the backlash to these ones that get proven wrong is way worse for the cause, no matter what. Well, Wh- no, whether you- it's the when we first moved up here was the, right at the time of the UVA rape case, which turned out to be a total fucking hoax. The reporter couldn't back any of it up, and the person turned out to be just a giant fucking liar. The entire thing was made up, and that was in recent memory of the Duke Lacrosse scandal, which was a total fucking made up thing, and it it poisons the well for other people who otherwise who would be of good faith when it comes to this stuff, largely. To to just not believe anything, and it's right. that's the radicalizing thing, right? But the the thinking is that in, like one accusation should not impact the the veracity of another, right? Like in theory, I mean, I, I know, I mean, if I lied about like like just a regular assault, or I, you know, somebody did something to to my property. Like you wouldn't like oh well that one guy lied that one time they're all lying like that no you, I'm not you, I'm not defending the idea right. of I, I don't believe rapes happen anymore because the UVA right. rape case was bogus but I but I'm suggesting that if if you're gonna try to play these big sociological games because that's all they're doing they're trying right. to control the world around them that is completely uncontrollable and make the world a better place by just believing things you're going right. to be they they you will be rejected out of hand when reality doesn't line up with the reality that you're in insisting is is the world around us right right but then you're relying on a b- bad actor the person who came up with the lie right they're not part of the group right so like are you saying because i'm wondering like if someone actually wrote a copy and they read it and they're like this reads too weird if uh somebody makes a claim that somebody said hurled a sexist racist something is at it, my direction to me and uh whatever uh, i want something to be done about it uh like if you write it like this person allegedly claims this, you know, if you're like couching it in like that, oh, maybe it happened, maybe it didn't. Like, do if you think you're that a reads- journalist, your whole job is to describe the world with the facts that are available to you. I'm sorry, right, but, but the, I, I, there's no, I have I know, no patience. How would you word? Okay, so that's what I'm saying. Let's let's if you if you're writing that headline, what would like the, a player allegedly claims yeah. or a player makes an allegation? Duke volleyball freshman yeah. claims that. 
they were shouting the N-word at her at this BYU right. game. How is that not enough? Like, that's right. that's the thing that I don't understand. Because I'm is thinking— How can dis- not—how not, yeah. is that, if it happened, and then we can eventually prove that it happened, the allegation should be enough to to shock the reader. And, right. and presenting it as something that this New York Times—like, this person's got a byline on this, and it's a fucking lie. How can you—like, how do you live with yourself as a journalist when you've told a lie in black and white on, in the newspaper? I don't understand it. Right, but the, the I, I'm assuming— I think the mistake here is that uh, when they uh, identified somebody who was not uh, the person who said anything in in the event that it was said at all, right? Uh, But they definitely did not do it. Uh, And so, like, I think showcasing that is a problem. I think, like, if if they did, like, uh, present the information the way you just said it or the way they wrote it, there's an opportunity to get it right, right? If that's not exactly right. But if they were making a claim about somebody specifically, then it's kind of hard to undo the damage done to that person because people will just assume that person is racist or they just got away with it or whatever, right? So, like, I think it's fine. I I don't have as big of a problem, I guess, with it as you do because they're just saying, okay, this is what the person is saying. But that's not what they said. If if that was what they said— right. That would be I would be fine with that. They didn't right. say this is what this person is saying. The the sentence that I read, I'll I'll read it again. Right. The headline, racial slur during college volleyball game leads to fan suspension. That I can live with, right? That's a headline. It's supposed to be punchy and get the point across. Fine. But to say in the all throughout that a Duke University women's volleyball player who is black was called a racial slur during a game Friday night in Utah. That's there's no wiggle room there. If, right. Unless you were the reporter who was doing the on the Duke volleyball beat, and you for some reason at the New York Times you traveled all the way to Provo or wherever the hell BYU is, and you were there in the game and you heard that, that then you cannot frame it in that way. You cannot make that sort of declarative, do, definitive statement. Right, but I'm, I'm assuming they have done that in other occasions dealing with physical assaults. I don't think they use so many words. They'll just say this person was beaten up, and they think this happened, like this uh, person did the beating up, right? But I, I, I've read a bunch of uh, stories where it's kind of like just assuming that first part is true, and then who did it is the question, and they couch that around allegedly and whatever, whatever, whatever. Okay, but there's uh, a reason for that, right? Because right. if you can look at a person and they have a black eye and a bunch of cuts on their face, right. it is it is perfectly reasonable to assume that an assault took place if the I mean, cops are investigating yeah, an assault right. and block. Like, sure, right. could they right. have walked into a bee's nest? I suppose. <laughs> yeah, that's plausible. Yeah. It's weird that the the police are now involved. I guess because yeah, based on my testimony, I'm saying that I was beaten up, even though. But that's I did that's exactly why it's. Because of sexual assault, because it's not visible, and you just have to take someone's word for it. It was since this Me Too stuff came out. It is good for police and for family members, empathetic people who love this person, to to be absolutely believing and to take your word for it, and then to go and then if you're the police, you have to go investigate it because that's your fucking job. You got to figure out whether or not it's true. If her mom wants to wants to tell everybody that she got called the N word because that's her fucking daughter and it made her feel bad, then yeah, go for it. You're a journalist for the New York Times. Right. That's not your job. Right. I think the the right answer is where you are, but I don't think it's. 
a, a big harm. Uh, on the school front, uh, you, uh, before you go on, right? Because what's how that? is it not a big harm? harm? How is because, it not a big harm if it's right. been if if there's a, a if you know, I mean, and well, you yeah, don't know. Maybe, That's what I'm saying. Yeah. No, no. But what I'm saying is that you know that there's a segment of the readership who will feel lied to when it when it when it comes out that this is not the case, right? Right. They will assume that you're being that they're being propagandized by the New York Times. Readers and maybe, of the New York Times. Maybe they were okay, but but this is the same New York Times that's also doing the follow-up story of that that didn't you know the the school they did a fact-finding mission and they could not produce one bit of evidence to support this, not one. Uh, like it's the same publication that will release that. So to me, like I don't think it's that big of a thing. Like if you just took that first part as what they said and they looked into it and it turned out that did not happen, yeah, right. no harm maybe, no fault. Maybe maybe I'm maybe I'm I'm stuck in the past or something. But like if a thing is alleged to have happened and there's not proof of it having happened, then you need to say that this is something that is just claimed. And I I, I, I don't but see... The, I'm not seeing the, where... If, if we're talking about relative harms, to me, the relative harm meter is off the charts. If you're going to uh, eventually be proven wrong about this, then the relative harm of saying that this is alleged, like I can't even, I can't even wrap my mind around right. where the harm is happening when we say this is what this person is alleging because well, it is it, that is that is the full story I, is that this is what this person is alleging, right? But th this because the concern is that it'll feed into that no one believes when a black person says something racist happened where or are a woman we says now? something. Where no, are we now? It's way worse now. What I'm saying, I, I don't. I think the decision was made based on like minimize the amount of blowback we'll get, right? And so it's like there. I don't see a harm because it's then not they're, harming Then they're somebody. entirely captured by their audience, right? Then they're well, yeah. I mean, they're, they're, it's a for-profit business. Been I mean, that. Yeah, yeah, they are. This is not okay. Like then a again, charity. then then I don't know what we're doing. When I, <laughs> we are I mean, unsubscribing from the New York we Times. We can't call is it journalism anymore because as if you're entirely you captured by your audience, you're not doing journalism. And that sounds hyperbolic and crazy. And I read the Times every day because I think it's overwhelmingly a very good paper that gives right. me a pretty good idea of what's actually happening in the world. But this right. sort of thing is completely unforgivable from a journalistic standpoint. Right. That, and, that, and you're talking to somebody who took one journalism <laughs> class at the University of Georgia you in had 2002. You school newspaper in in high school you ran a newspaper you're very very good at journalism you right. bob my, my my uh my thinking on all this i don't have any like uh pie in the sky uh, uh principles on this i'm like as long as you're thinking on this is just to get me to fucking yell that's all <laughs> no. that's going on here you're just trying to get me to yell at you i, I don't believe you right now I, at I, all I, I like the news outlets to to get it right you just don't have to get it right on day one i mean if you can great but if not I will read your thing tomorrow or a week from now. We'll get it right eventually. The, you know, you don't have to run towards it. And again, uh, on the uh, back to the school front, like the, the school itself is like disregarding this evidence uh, to the contrary, right? They're basically pretending that what the player said is true, and they're they're backing them. And like in a vacuum, yeah, that's you're not about, the you're talking about Duke now. Yeah, Duke. Yeah, the schools, yeah. basically, despite what the findings were, we believe blah, blah, blah. I think that's what they said. I don't know if, I'm, if it was her family or the school. And if I got this wrong, then what are you going to do? But 
from well, what I gather. We're a gathered, fucking podcast that nobody listens to. Like, hi, Corey. Like, like that's it. Like, it doesn't matter what we do or say at all. This is for our own gratification. Right. Comparing us to the New York Times in this case no, no, is no, absurd. No, I mean, I try to, you know, when you can, try to get it right. Yeah, but get I, it right. You're goddamn right. And that instinct alone makes you better than – the no, fact that you no, are I, hedging in this way in this conversation makes you better than the New York Times. But you have to take into consideration the the way that the, a, a vast number of your readers will react. To, like, what do you mean? Why are you couching all of this in, like, maybe it didn't happen? Like, you don't believe this person when they – Blah, blah, blah. It's just not worth that fight. It's just a small concession. You make it sound like it's this big thing, but it's not. They got it right, right? The New York Times is not pretending uh, it didn't happen. Here's what Duke said. Quote, the 18 members of the Duke University volleyball team are exceptionally strong women who represent themselves, their families, and Duke University with the utmost integrity. We unequivocally stand with and champion them, especially when their character is called into question. And that is responding to the controversy rather than responding to the actual thing, which is right. like t- typical nonsense. Like, yeah, we stand with them. Sure, you do. That doesn't that doesn't answer the question as to whether or not this is a thing that actually happened. And right, if it but- didn't happen, if it didn't happen, it's good, right? Like, can we get? Can that be acknowledged? Like, if it didn't happen. Good. It's like that stupid, like Lori mentioned at the very top of this conversation, the dinger thing from Colorado last year. <laughs> like, first of all, it's largely unthinkable. I'm sorry. I, and granted, yes, uh, my white maleness uh, betrays me here, I'm sure. Again. But it's, un- it's unthinkable to me that in a crowded, loud Mormon arena, a bunch of mean not white even people to say, Damn. are shouting the N-word at somebody. Like, it, it's just, it's so far removed. And I've been around awful people who, who say the sort of thing that we're talking about here. And you know where they do it? They do it under their breath. They do it very quietly. They do it because they think that you, they think that you I mean, there was that time at a Georgia game that they yelled. That you're on their team, right? They think, or, or they're, right, or they're a drunk moron 20 year old kid who's yelling at justin fields uh gross things that he shouldn't oh, yeah. be yelling that's what it was he was, but, try, he was encouraging playtime i mean in a <laughs> rude way encouraging playtime <laughs> the point is this is like and the idea that the guy at the rockies game is just shouting the n-word at the major league baseball like it this doesn't happen it doesn't happen this way is there gross racist hate in this country Absolutely. Have I heard it personally from people where it surprised even me? Yes, absolutely. Have I been like 100% correct in my response to it of being the upstanding ally and and fighting back against that shit? Probably not. Probably I could have been better in that moment. Uh, And I don't even know what specifically I'm talking about beyond like being in a pizza restaurant and hearing people say shit that they shouldn't be saying. Uh, but what I'm like, what do you want me to do there? Whatever. Uh, yeah, you don't have I, to get it right on day one, Bob. Yeah, right. I, you push back when you can push back. But the point is, it's fucking unthinkable that this is what happened and that there was a, enough people shouting loudly at this girl that she heard it 50 times throughout the match. I believe that she thought she heard something once and then it got out of control. This story built in her head and it just it got out of hand. And that's where we are now. So you, you uh, think that it did not happen, but also... She's not being like deliberately yeah, like she probably you know. thinks she heard it. So right. She's like, and she's now saying, and now it's two weeks of everybody the world crashing in on me, right? And now there's no way she can back off any of it, right? Because now she is. Oh, yeah. She is she's beleaguered by the whole fucking world at this point. 
Right? And that's gotta... that's all that that Duke statement does is it reinforces them as uh, uh, them against the world mentality. And there's no there will be no undoing the truth of this for her for the rest of her life. I'm sure. What what would be the 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 right play? Like if somebody said something to you that was objectionable, right? Either like a race thing or a sex thing or whatever, and then you heard it. You know that they, the person who said it, you know, heard it or said it, uh, but you know that there's no, like, actual proof. Would you, like, come forward and say this thing happened? Like, would you push a story if you knew, not, that's not the case exactly here, but if you knew for sure that there's nothing to corroborate your thing? Basically, it's just, like, your word versus somebody else. It just depends on the person. Do you mean if I'm, the, if I'm the girl volleyball like, player Like, if you're here? the girl and you knew ahead of time, I don't think that was the case here, but if you knew ahead of time, this was a moment that you heard them say that to you and they were looking at you but you kind of read the room and no one else was reacted to it n not the person that was next to the guy or right. next to you so it's like would you still say hey this thing happened and we need to like look into it i don't know i i don't i i've there's literally not a word in the english language that i can be called that makes me feel the way that that right. word would make a person of that like the the word doesn't exist, and may, that maybe that's a, fa a factor of my uh, of who I am, regardless of my race. Like I'm sure there are white people that there are words that you can say to them that they would lose their fucking shit about. But I have none of I don't have any of that like honor culture or like like status bone that it would bother me. Like I, I literally cannot think of something <laughs> that someone can say to me. Like, if my brother can't get under my skin anymore in the way that he used to, then there's certainly no way that a stranger can, largely. Right. So, you know, uh, in in this hypothetical, like, I, I was thinking, like, my inclination to be to not say anything, because it, cause I would just think ahead, and like, this is yeah, what's going to happen. Somebody could say he didn't say it. Somebody said, I believe you no matter what. It's like, what is the point? I mean, point? it makes sense to tell a ref, because if you're, sh you know, like, you're playing yeah. in a game, yeah, it should yeah. be fair. Right. And if there's a guy in the break in the audience breaking rules, right? Yeah, you say something to the ref, but like beyond that, I don't yeah. know. I don't know. You wouldn't say something. I'm no, surprised. You know, I'm like, what is the likelihood that there's going to be some sort of like? I, I like if there was like some well, some it's evidence. The same as like if they had like a laser pointer or something. Yeah. Like there are things you're not allowed to do. Right. As an audience member with a sports match going on, yeah. like, it has to be fair. Yeah, I don't fault her for saying something. I do. I do fault it sort of for getting out of control. And whoever the godmother is is an undesirable in some way. I think it's, <laughs> it's fair to say. How long have you been recording? Uh, an hour plus at this point, or uh -huh. probably an hour of showtime. I think. Uh huh. Uh, I'll run through a couple of bummer headlines from this week. Brief aside here, by the way. This fucking thing has been driving me nuts. I don't know if I only just noticed it or now it's just gotten out of control here. It happens on phones. It happens on websites. It happens everywhere you go on the internet, and you probably don't even notice it anymore. The single most annoying pop-up, and it happens everywhere you go, and I, I, I maintain that no one has ever actually, maybe maybe one-tenth of one-tenth of one percent of people do the thing that they want you to do. And, and can you guess what it is? What happens in this pop-up? All right. Uh, I could only come to two possibilities. I'm just going to say them both. Uh, I don't think it's what you're saying. But 
The two pop-ups. It's not, it's, not, it's not dick pills, just to be clear. <laughs> dick pills sell like hotcakes. They should change the expression from sell like hotcakes to sell like dick pills. Go ahead. <laughs> so the two, in, in no particular order, number one, uh, the paywall, right? You know, anytime you go to a website, they're like, hey, buddy, perhaps you should pay. Yeah. And then cookies. That, those are annoying, the but that's not it. And, and cookies and, is what's happening now. Yeah. And two is whatever is going on in Europe with their we want you to know everything bullshit. Like, hey, you accept this thing. I see this in not just European sites. It's like dot coms and normal sites. Terrific guess. Great guess. You're wrong. I've complained about the cookies before on the show. Okay. Third, meet local women now. I've seen that one. <laughs> no, that's not it either. <laughs> oh, all right. Well, I'm out uh, of fucking guess. I don't even get those. Like, well, the stupid thing is so so sure of my lameness that it's not trying to get me to bang local grandmas or anything like that. No. The pop-up that I see everywhere is, would you like www.cbsnews or deadspin.com oh, or yes. ign.com yeah. or avclub.com to do what to give you notifications in your browser yeah that is a thing it's every website yeah. and no I, I don't what nightmare world do you think that we want to live in so two things i don't want to happen in no circumstance am i ever going to consent to you giving me notifications in my browser from random websites nor do i want to install a shortcut to your bullshit on my homepage whatever the fuck that yeah. is right yeah. i don't want to put a button on my phone that will take me direct to your website <laughs> and also give me notifications like it's bad enough that facebook has apparently they've done something in the algorithm this last week i'm getting like five, six friend recommendation uh, notifications a day in the last week or so. Like yeah. that's that's uh, still haven't deleted Facebook from my phone for some reason, but I need to. But this idea that any website I, I cannot imagine any website that I go to, and it's it's a hundred fucking times a day yeah. that I say no, I don't want you. Are you out of your fucking mind? Right. That should be it. Should be yes, no, or are you out of your fucking mind? <laughs> That should be the third option. Has anybody ever said yes on any of those? I it's defy gotta, you to I mean, say that it happened. It's never happened. There must, right? Just like, despite how cheap it is to spam call and spam text and harass people, like, someone is biting, right? Someone is like, ah, oh, what's this? Insurance? I'll pay. Like, somebody's doing that, right? And just like somebody's saying... Yeah, sure. I'll make that be even easier. I like this website. It's my favorite. A person who says yes to that once must say yes to that for all of them and must get just a ceaseless parade of notifications <laughs> at all times. Like, no, I don't want AL.com, Alabama's number one trusted news site, to be able to alert me whenever something happens on your website. Who, who would want that? I, I can't even what imagine the person. This is much worse. What's happening to me every time I go to these fucking websites, endless websites, is much worse than the pregnant woman who was held for three months in jail because she smoked weed when she found out she was pregnant. And that's the story that I was trying to get to before I had to click no, I don't want further uh, updates from oh, al.com. Okay. Gotcha. 
sweet segue there. Police arrested Ashley Banks on May 25th with a small amount of marijuana and a pistol without a permit to carry. Under normal circumstances, the 23-year-old from Gadsden would have been able to post bond and leave jail until her criminal trial. But Banks admitted to smoking pot on the same day she found out she was pregnant, two days before her arrest. In Etowah County probably pronounced wrong. That meant she couldn't leave jail unless she entered drug rehab, leaving her in limbo for three months. This is a pregnant lady who spent what? three months in jail because they're trying to protect fetuses in Alabama. Not what, great. Uh, I, I'm not sure they cover this, but what, uh, what started the interaction? Was she pulled over for speeding? Or what was like, like why am I even interacting with you? For you to figure this out, that I, I did. don't know. I didn't see that in this story unless it's buried deep in it. It is a pretty long story, and I didn't read the whole thing. Okay, because I, I can't imagine crime is so low that they are like taking proactive no, steps. No, they're just fucking with people all the time. Yeah. yeah. Broken tail light. Any reason? We didn't really. Did we talk about the pastor last week? Or no? Did we that didn't. not count? Uh, well, briefly, we talked about it at the very end. I don't know that there's anything else to say about that. Uh, yeah, but it's thing, the same the thing. Way, but... It's just like yeah. leave people alone. Right. Yeah, the pastor is suing. Uh, yeah, obviously that's what he said he was going to do in the video for the New York oh, Times. Oh yeah, that's right. The guy. Uh, he said, "Oh, this is what I want. This is good." <laughs> now, of course, it's hard because he's on tape saying, "Yeah, do it. I see what you're doing. You're going to arrest me." And then he and says, "Okay, I love this. This yeah. is good." <laughs> but he's now suing them for. I got to find the exact verbiage here. It was funny to me because he was so excited to be arrested. Like he was, I mean, obviously he was being sarcastic and all right. of that. And he obviously shouldn't have been, this should have been one of those situations where there is just, if there has to be an interaction with the police, it should have been, uh, what are you doing here, man? Is, oh, I'm watering the neighbor's flowers, obviously not causing any trouble. And the policeman should have said, okay, all right, yeah. thanks. Yeah. Uh, we got a call about a suspicious guy, but clearly you're not it because you have a hose and are currently <laughs> watering flowers, not attempting any crimes. Uh, but that was not how that interaction went. And I'll link the story again. Uh, but I'm trying to find somewhere in this story, the thing that he's suing them for is like... Violating his civil rights or something? It's a civil rights thing, but it's uh, but the because they have to trump it up, it's like, and oh. also I want dollars for my pain and suffering it's like uh, you seem pretty excited about <laughs> getting arrested. Oh, you get a way, good lawyer he'll be fine they're definitely going to use that as an uh, argument against giving him the money right they're like well look at this he's practically inviting this sort of uh treatment you know like not not to say that he deserves. the lawsuit it. says jennings is suffering from emotional distress and significant ptsd type symptoms that include nightmares and flashbacks yes yeah, that sounds like bullshit like I, mean, I, he, I, I i believe that he was wronged and i believe all of that is bullshit uh, by the way uh people i mean i don't know too much about criminals but from what i gather their you know opportunity is where it's at like i don't think they would just be lollygagging uh in the lawn area <laughs> watering the flowers like it, it'd be one thing that's if how was you do crime that's what just you don't know there, much about but criminals but the first thing you do flowers. is water flowers <laughs> right wherever you are that's right. how you know a crime will be committed it's like minority report uh let's see what else they're trying to figure out why some people don't get covid and i don't remember why i wanted to talk about that so we don't have to 
there's an interesting interview with the guy trying to put mirrors in space to generate solar power at night. It's mm. very much in the early stages of development. But what this kid wants to do, his name is Ben Nowak or Novak, probably N-O-W-A-C-K. I'll, I'll put the link to this in the show notes. He's one of these like wonderkind kind of kids who like went to college when he was 15. Or I hate like him. Uh, I hate him already. <laughs> and he, let me see if I can find the, the quote that stood out for me. I'm an overachiever. I <laughs> put mirrors in space. And solar are there, the are there any downsides? The space, so he, sorry, what, what? Are there any downsides to this mirror thing? It sounds like we should do a little more research before we. Yeah. I'm going to read this uh, just to piss Lori off. I've o this is the kid talking about himself. I've always been a builder and a maker. I built a fusion reactor in high school. I built an underwater ROV when I was 14. I worked with Peter Brown from the Science Channel when I was a sophomore. We built these cameras that would live stream video from underwater. He flew me to Hawaii to install them with a local tribe. We were also putting tags on sea turtles and beaming the information up to a radio network. That got me a job at SpaceX when I was a freshman in college. When I was part of a team for ensuring the Dragon 2 capsule was safe for astronauts. That's as a freshman. But even doing the SpaceX work wasn't really enough. On the weekends, I would stay up late and work on other projects. After that, I worked at a couple of startups. One of them was writing software for a folding bike helmet company that ended up not working out so well. I was working in New York, going to school in Boston, and flying to China every other week. <laughs> Then I delivered medical products with drones in Rwanda. Then I worked with Zipline making fixed-wing drones. This sucks. Uh, when I had this idea when I was there, I took it to the head of the engineering team. He said, it sucks to lose you, but you should really do this company thing because you got one chance in your life to do it. So what he wants to do is build giant mirrors in space, basically a reverse of the Webb telescope is how he simplifies it for us common morons. And uh, focus, because the way that the Webb telescope works, of course, is instead of being like a couple of gigantic mirrors, it's many, many, many small little mirrors. Right. And that way, uh, the long and the short of it is, if you have one giant mirror, that's one giant fucking point of failure. And it was largely what Hubble's problem was, was their mirrors were all too big. And so that when they had a problem with it, they had to fix it by putting a big old eyeglass, basically, over the thing. It's a very stupid way of explaining what happened to Hubble. But it is the layman's way of explaining what happened to Hubble. With this, if you have... Uh, a whole bunch of very small little mirrors, like the size of maybe uh, a quarter in your in your, the palm of your hand, and you can direct them in generally the right area, then you will get uh, uh, you'll have an easier time with that. It'll be cheaper to solve any of your problems. And what he wants to do is because solar power, of course, only works when the goddamn sun is up. If you can get a mirror out into space and then shoot it down to the darkened solar farm, then you can use that solar farm 24 hours a day instead of just 12 hours a day. And it's just it's fine. It's very cool. And it's funny because in this interview, it's mentioned like, aren't you worried about being assassinated because you have this really awesome idea? And, uh, and you know, there's a strange thing to <laughs> that is a weird question. <laughs> <I wouldn't... laughs> what is yeah. wrong with that person? How is the lane so open? Is it a lack of imagination? Are the corporate bros moving too slowly? When you tell most people something, they don't look into it to figure out why it's wrong. My entire life, I've been thinking about stuff and why it's wrong for all these reasons. Then I sit down and do the math. Usually the people. 
things people tell you are just completely fucking wrong. I've worked at enough aerospace companies, says the fucking 26-year-old, to see how things go. It's just groupthink. Yeah, are you stepping on anyone's toes here? There's scenarios where I'm working with one country and not another country. It's an enormous national security risk if China has access to electricity for 10 or 100 times cheaper than the United States does. There's the fossil fuel guys that have recently been investing in solar panels. There's also the RF beam down guys. There's the fusion reactor guys. This is stepping on their toes because I'm making electricity way cheaper than they can. I've heard horror stories about big fossil fuel plants from dozens of people that if you threaten billions of dollars of revenue, they're just going to kill you. But I don't think the world works like that. I just think it's not a thing that's worth thinking about. I want to do this as fast as possible, and I want to make it as good as possible. That's all I want. So he introduces the... The, the concept of, like, right. danger. Well, but are you stepping on anybody's toes here sort of invites right. that sort of speculation. So this guy wants to be, like, a future potential martyr, too? Like, that's very healthy confidence. Yeah. Well, anyway, it's, it's worth looking at. I'll make sure that the link is in the show notes. But basically, he wants to... And this is something that I've... I mean, it's obviously, I'm super dumb, uh, certainly compared to this guy. So I have no way of achieving any of this stuff. But I've read about stuff like solar... Uh, mirrors and stuff that get out in space and harness like the place to put a solar array is not here on earth because you know there are clouds and shit out in space if you can collect all that goddamn light out there and somehow get it down here that would be way better you're able to scale up enough of those things to make it worth Uh, i'm not i don't know how any of this shit works he's saying that he can solve it by using a bunch of very small little mirrors instead of a bunch of uh, very large mirrors Uh, let's see, let's see. There was a lot of football this weekend. Yeah, we can talk about some football. Abe, you made one very strong prediction <laughs> in our NFL preview episode. Now, to be fair to you, uh, similar strong prediction over on the college side, uh, which is that Alabama was going to roll through the oh. country this year. That was also not a good prediction. I don't know why I said to be fair to you. Uh, <laughs> Alabama <laughs> played Texas and very nearly lost. Uh, I was out and about on Saturday. I feel so bummed for you that you weren't watching that. Katie had stupid ballet and then we, we had to go... We have data. You have a, we have YouTube TV. You can watch know, anything anywhere. I, I'm still enough of a Luddite that like I feel weird streaming television on my phone even if like all it's gonna because I have Google Fire, right? It's so the they, best thing. They charge me like thirty dollars a month as a flat rate, and then if I go over a gig or two, then it just costs me ten dollars a gig. And okay. so really, it's that's actually pretty affordable. I could stream a whole football game and not worry about it very much. But I still feel weird about that. Oh, uh, I watched it in the nail salon, not I know, that man. one. I was in the. I was. Part of it is that I was with Calvin, I was with the kids, and I don't want to be the person who's out in the world watching television on my fucking phone. I don't want him to think that's an acceptable thing to do. So instead, I just scrolled Twitter and furiously refreshed the game feed and the the play-by-play instead. It was so great. Yeah, because you you weren't thinking much. At least when I saw the games, I was like, oh, Alabama's going to destroy this Texas team, and there were not a lot of interesting games. Were you at home? Were you at a party? Where were you? We were out and about. He had a biking emergency at some point. One of my tires went flat. Some emergency. But uh, no, we're just kind of out and about. So like, just kind of catching parts of the game. Because anywhere you go, like they'll just have the game on. It was a three-touchdown spread, according to Vegas. Yes. And Alabama looked like shit. They had the 
same thing that I identified last week as their their problem, which is this offensive line in the, for the last couple of years. And I realized uh, after we talked last week. Now you watched the game, so you're going to talk about what the game looked like. This no. is good. I watched it. I know, but just a second. What I said about the offensive <laughs> line that was against Texas A&M when they lost to Texas A&M. That was the game where Alabama's offensive line shit the bed like half a dozen different times. Apparently, uh, and Lori can enlighten me further, that's what happened a lot during this game is that there was a, an offensive line that just couldn't get the job done against and Texas. And their defense sucked ass too. Right. Yeah, they still only gave up. Against, against was, a third-string quarterback. It was very bend, or don't, bend but don't break, right? Because they, I think they gave up like almost 30 first downs but it they wouldn't was, let them in the end zone. It was, they no, only scored like 20 points. It was their third string quarterback. No, yeah, sure. But like they they moved the ball up and down the field. Yeah. It it that was one of my favorite football games I've ever watched. And if I were a person who bets as soon as Texas scored their last touchdown, I would have put all of the money that Alabama was going to win. And I was watching it. That was the only quarter that I didn't watch by myself. I was at Julia's house and she had come home. And I was like, you're going to have to watch this quarter of football. And as soon as Texas went ahead, she was like, oh, I guess Texas won. I was like, no, no, no. (laughs) You will see. This is how they lose because this is Nick Saban and this young quarterback that they have that yeah but the point is that with. alabama is not as good as uh, we thought they would be or they wouldn't they have ever been in this situation yeah, but they, the, yeah. alabama is fine alabama is gonna be fine yeah and again you don't want to pick too soon bob i mean you know you want to win the game but like this alabama team it was so great who knows they could turn things around but they look especially I mean, considering that it was the texas quarterback in the it's saban's first national championship with Alabama that their fucking star quarterback went down in the first quarter. It was just all beautiful and perfect. And I loved it. Yeah. I don't love that Alabama won. uh, What are you going to do? I did say to Abe is I I was, as I said, I was on the road and I, my only contact was through like the voice texting on my phone because I was in the car at the end of the game. (laughs) And Abe, you texted me, you're like, do uh, what do you think Alabama is going to do anything here? And I said, uh, I always assume that Alabama is going to win until the very moment that Alabama has in fact not won. Like <laughs> no matter what is happening, including like a and in, the, a half left. in the national championship game last year, when we were up by a score, I was like positive. No, well, we were up by only eight points before he threw the, uh, sure. I was positive that they were going to yeah. send this to overtime one way or another. Yeah, Alabama is very much like the uh, the that character in a horror movie where they just they never fucking die. Like no matter. It's what, so funny they, you say that yeah. because I also watched the new Scream this weekend. Oh, did where you? They reference that like three times. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, with the rule. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, I gambled. That was also the thing that was driving me crazy. Is that I did an absurd like 16 leg parlay <laughs> on Saturday because I had free money to spend. And you have to, when they give you free money on this stupid gambling apps, you have to spend it or you lose it. Right. Right. And so anytime I get free money, I'm like, let's just make a stupid bet. And so I, I took 16 games on my, uh, on my parlay and I was in danger like 15 minutes into the day. <laughs> yeah, no. of, <laughs> it went of losing the parlay. And it was, 
I tried to pick only the most obvious, like, oh, easy win, easy win, easy win, and just built, even though it was a 16-leg parlay, it was only, I'm pulling up my odds here, because this is the content people come for. It's the bets that I lost over the weekend. Yep. I'm so excited to talk about more football that happened this weekend. It was so exciting. Where is it? Man, I I placed a lot of bets this weekend. Somebody should probably look into that. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I can't find it. It doesn't matter. Uh, No, it doesn't at all. Alabama was in trouble right away, and like three of the other games were in trouble right away. I ended up, I think I had like maybe 11 of them, right? And these were all like, but it shouldn't have been 11. Like I should have hit all 16, but there were a whole bunch of really shitty teams uh, or teams that were supposed to be good that lost to relatively yeah. shitty teams. App, App State, State. App State yes. beat Texas A&M. It's, they do this once every five years or so, it seems, right? They did that this to Michigan like a few years, years ago. ago. Yeah, that was like 15 years ago. long ago. Yeah. yeah, maybe 2008. And then Georgia State before beat we, Nebraska. Wait, before we it's go important. on. Well, yeah, except Nebraska's a total joke but of a then program scott at this frost point. got fired netting himself something like seven million dollars yeah, they couldn't even wait and i think they wouldn't have to pay that if they just waited the, till the end of the month weeks. <laughs> if they'd waited two weeks they would have owed him seven million less dollars uh, i hope that uh georgia state doesn't take this as like some validation of their program right because they've had a couple of close calls with sec yeah. teams the last yeah. few years i think they almost beat auburn at one point uh, yeah, they, they didn't. Should have been. Uh, but but they almost did. This is not validation. This Nebraska team is fucking terrible. Uh, so <laughs> Panthers, Georgia, I think they're the Georgia State Panthers. They still got a ways to go. Back to App State real quick. This is not confirmed, so I'm going to hedge this in as many ways as possible because I'm not the fucking New York Times. But I saw something on Twitter where there was a like a pep rally that Texas A&M held the Friday night before. App State came to town, where they're just the the A and M cheerleaders are just shitting all over App State for being a bunch of hillbillies and and rednecks and the sort of people that like, when really they're just hippies. Yeah, and this is Texas A and M saying this, by the way. Oh. Right, this is A and M A and M dumping on somebody for being rednecks and and hill people. This but, is a uh, recurring well, bit, right? There. At Texas A and M, yeah. like a recurring thing, they 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 do this. Before games. Sure, but so, so then people are posting this video as a way of making of humiliating Texas A&M because it's like, ah, oh, you said that we were just a bunch of fucking hillbillies, but we showed you, didn't we? And then A&M's media department is going around and issuing uh, a copyright claim and takedown requests for this video all across the internet, which is like it's the it's the Streisand effect turned up Perfect. to a thousand because yeah. like it's way more humiliating for you to be issuing copyright <laughs> takedowns of a fucking pep rally of some idiot cheerleader. Uh, dumping on App State, like the the humiliation there is in the school deciding that they don't want this out there, not right. not the fact that it's out there. By the way, it, 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 am I right that this is something that this is content that that was housed on their YouTube page and the online Twitter accounts basically selected a few clips to, and that's right. what they're okay. So this is like their own stuff. They they produce this. It's content. their own stuff that they put out. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And that's why they can make a copyright claim on it. That's what makes it so fucking humiliating. That's so like oil tycoon A&M style, too. Yeah. Just like picking on the tiny little poor school. It's like, anyway, eh. By the, the way, main lesson to, is uh, Texas A&M like uh, 
cult or something? Like, because I was watching just like no, just it's, the milita- it's the military sp- aspect of it that you're noticing, right? But it's uh, it's not just military. It's not like the you know the academy school. This is like they're doing some weird gestures and they're like chanting. But like, it, no, it it has to do it's with the, the whole twelfth man thing, right? Yeah. Oh. Yes. Also, f- go to any any. It's all a cult, but yeah. like A and M in particular has an air force presence i forget okay. what it is I well always, yeah i, I, I watched the, the, the longer clip and they were doing a lot i mean beyond your normal school rah 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 nonsense they were doing a lot i don't know uh the main lesson that i can take from this weekend's college football slate is that whereas i thought that there were two great teams in college football and then a bunch of shitty teams there there may only be one and and it might just be the dogs. Forty five percent of the members of the cadet corps are is yeah, it's they're cadets. It's some fucking military thing. It's like okay. half the school is a military school. Right. On so so you don't uh you're not worried at all about like a random South Carolina team playing Georgia close or anything like that. Yeah, like, I'm a little bit I would be concerned about it. What I actually enjoyed about the dogs sort of quiet performance this weekend and i didn't even get to watch the whole game like i said we were out and about i'd take the kids to a stupid birthday party where i got to make fun of a little six-year-old canadian kid (laughs) so we didn't get to do the normal watch every play thing and i haven't gone back and watched it on dvr yet because i'm not a crazy person like some people here but uh it looked like the georgia offense sort of sputtered and didn't look particularly great throughout what are you saying is crazy me no, Abe watches. Oh. Abe DVRs all of the games and then like goes back and watches them. Like oh. he watched the Georgia State game That's on normal. DVR, like an actual <laughs> insane person. Ah. That's the main. My main takeaway from the latest episode of The Buffer <laughs> is that Abe watched a DVR'd Georgia State game to to just eat some tape and see see how legit Georgia State is this year. Georgia State is on track to win the whole thing in twenty six. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, why do you like Georgia whatever? I like that it was sort of a messy game. Like this is the like I like when these cupcakes that come in and that we paid we probably paid Samford like 2 million dollars or something to come in and get their ass kicked. I like that the coaches have something to be like, look, we only scored 30 points against the bums from Samford. What are you doing, you idiots? We got to get it together for the real part of the schedule. Uh $500,000. Only half a million. Yeah. Mm-hmm. On that note, by the way, a million and a half dollars is what App State was paid to go in and beat <laughs> Texas A and M. It's so good. There was another one. Somebody else. Marshall. Went, Marshall, Marshall, Marshall beat, beat Notre, Notre Dame. Dame. I oh, watched the end of that yeah. too. Marshall yeah. went to Indiana, got a check for a million and a half dollars, and left with a win, and is just nothing better except for the fact that you know I didn't cash my bet on that game. God damn it! It was but, such yeah. very weird. Uh, what happened to Laura? Lori left. I She's left. Done. Hold on. I I was in the wrong thing. Oh, Sorry. there you go. There were there were uh, so many teams that uh, lost that I forgot some of them. I just remember when you guys mentioned Marshall, but uh, or Notre Dame rather. But like Florida lost, and I forgot about that. It's yeah, like, oh, to Kentucky. It, yeah, at home for the first time in like thirty years or something. Yeah, they lost to Kentucky. They've now lost three out of five to Kentucky. I think is the number. Uh, that oh, wow. that. The coach for Kentucky, he's uh, Bob Stoops' little brother, I think. His name is... Uh, Mark. 
Mark or Mike Stoops. Mark. Yeah, one of those. He, he looks exactly like Melissa McCarthy playing Sean Spicer <laughs> playing a football coach. <laughs> he does. Like, that's exactly, if you're Very casting good. that role, that is <laughs> Melissa McCarthy as Sean Spicer as a SEC football coach. It's perfect. Uh, they beat Florida, and I that was the only bet of the entire college football day that I made any money on because I watched this on my phone. I didn't watch any of the fucking games, like I said, but I watched on my phone all of this happen, and I texted you, and I said something like, after all this day of bullshit college football, it has to be the case that Kentucky is going to beat Florida right. in the yeah. swamp. And so I placed, a, <laughs> by my standards, a relatively he uh, hefty bet of like $25 on Kentucky. And uh, and that paid out uh, handsomely. And but to your point, sort of, like the SEC East is actually kind of okay this year. Yeah, so, I like, just I think Georgia's real good, and I don't think anybody well, else is. But yes, you can be real good and still lose stupid games. Yeah, sure. So, like, absolutely. I don't think that we're gonna. It's, it's not, not gonna, gonna be, be a, easy. It's not gonna feel good all the way throughout. But I think that we're going to the dome and. I mean, I still call it the dome for some reason. We're going to uh, Mercedes-Benz. I know what you mean. And we're going to have to play Alabama again, and that's, it's probably going to suck. Not unless, not unless fucking Arkansas can take care of them. Yeah. Yep. Everybody anyway, on root the, for Arkansas. On the pro year. side of things, Abe, you guaranteed that the Colts were going to <laughs> cakewalk their way to the Super Bowl this year with the addition of Matty go? Ice. They were down... Were they down 20 to 3 at 20 one point? 20 to 3, yes. Um, a terrible, terrible game. Yes, I, I did say they were going to win it, I, I, but I still maintain that, by the way. This is just going to be a, another arc to the Super Bowl uh, uh, year. And uh, we talked earlier about you giving advice to the devil. Are we sure <laughs> that you're not actually God and this football <laughs> season is not entirely your design? Because it's not enough that. I mean, yeah, the Colts ended in a tie, obviously, but they ended in a tie because Swagger Goggles himself, Rodrigo Blankenship, shanked a 42-yarder. And he had previously, I think, missed a kick earlier in the game so as well. So he kicked the ball out of bounds twice to get the Houston team to get the ball at the 40. It's like a very steep penalty, by the way, uh, but yeah. whatever. But yeah, he's been kind of messing up. The actual kickoff guy... Uh, tore something like in during warmups, and so like basically, Hot Rod has to do both tasks. By the way, Blankenship had more touchbacks than anybody in like school history or something. Like as I recall, when he was here, his whole goal was to kick it through the uprights from the kickoff, and he did that over and over again. Why can't he kick I a straight I, you, fucking kickoff? There's something about kickers, something in their head. I don't know, but the book on him now is that he can't kick. Very long, beyond 45 yards is hard for him, even though this was within that. Uh, and apparently he can't do kickoffs. Like, I don't know. It's just, I guess, in his head. Uh, yeah. But you can't be the biggest proponent of shanks and not expect the occasional <laughs> incident where, like, you, 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 yeah, you lose because of it. Where it interferes is. with your own team. Yeah. I didn't watch that game because it wasn't on here. Did you watch the Colts? I did uh, watch the game, yes. Uh, was Matt Ryan – were you done with Matt Ryan after that first pick? So what's weird about <laughs> – that was a bad pick. But, no, like, Matt Ryan is a, a known – commodity so like i wasn't surprised one way or the other by him like this is exactly what i thought would be the team put up 500 yards of offense i mean come on team is a fine just right. 
too many stupid mistakes or handoff issues, they'll be fine. They'll clean up some of the stuff. The uh, Colts were like eight years in a row losing the opening game. And this is an improvement on That's that. right. <laughs> it was an improvement. And, and uh, currently tied for first in the division of uh, the AFC South. So nothing really no, it's, you know, it's not a great, not a great division. <laughs> the uh, I made money on that game despite the fact that I had the Colts because I had the Colts on the money line with a, a, a series of other unlikely events. So the, the money line voided, but I ended up making a pile of money on that game anyway. Ah, oh, nice. The other games that we were watching included the Steelers Bengals game. <laughs> Incredible. That, that was ridiculous. It, I turned on towards the end of that game or started paying closer attention towards the end of that game. The Bengals, first of all, they're fucking largely inept. Steelers defense is better than anybody thought it was going to be, I guess. Also, but the Bengals they, don't have an offensive line, apparently, because that poor kid, Burrow, is going to die right. at this pace. Right. Uh, but anyway, they get down there at the end of regulation to kick a field goal to win the game, right? Because they tied the game at 20-20, and it was an extra point. Sorry, not a field goal. They had to just kick the extra point with a a few seconds to go, and all they have to do is get the extra point Yeah, the point after the distance, yeah. Yeah, just kick the extra point, be done with the game, go home a winner, totally fine. Uh, Their long snapper apparently like injured his peck or something earlier in the day and could not no longer fulfill his long snapping duties. So they had their backup long snapper in, and he he does a a a long snap that gets to the guy, but apparently it doesn't get there fast enough because then suddenly uh, the Steelers' hot shot defender, whose name is Fitzpatrick. Yeah, Fitzpatrick. That's it. Comes flying across and blocks the extra point. So we're going to overtime. Get to, so we know, by the way, now we know there's a problem with the long snaps, right? <laughs> the Bengals get the ball and they go marching down the field and they get to like third and eight. And actually, I think the Steelers had the ball first. So all they need is a field goal, right? Because they stopped the Steelers. Right. Uh, they get the ball back. All you need is a field goal to win. They get to third and eight from like the 20 or something third. like that. Not fourth down. <laughs> third down. They know that they don't have a long snapper. They do it again anyway. Yes. And, sh- like, fucking surprise, surprise, it's a bad snap, and the guy just brutally sh- he- he yanks it hard left. It does not go through the uprights <laughs> at all. The game rolls on. There's another – there's a long doink in this game from Boswell right. at some point but, as well. By the way, the, the shank was uh, was laces in, right? Was that – the, the, yeah, that... laces laces were in. It was a bad snap, too high. He couldn't get it down yeah. and spun. And then Boswell doinked one at one point. And then Boswell ends up kicking a very long, like, 50-yarder to win the game, ultimately, towards the end. Uh, but it was just... And then the Giants only won their game because of a shank at the end of uh, regulation by the Titans as well. Didn't he also go for two when uh, wasn't yes. needed? Yeah. Ballsy. The Giants stink. <laughs> The Giants are a bad team, but they won that game because of the the cojones of the the, the new bowl? coach. Who's, what is his name? Yeah, the former DC of uh, the Bills, now the head coach of the Giants. He goes for two. Saquon gets it in there to take the lead at the last moment, and then yeah, there's a there's a shank at the end of that game too. Just shanks yeah. galore in the First NFL. First two weeks have been great. Good stuff. You've been listening to Cast Iron Brains, a podcast with Bob and Abe. You can find the show over on Facebook or Twitter. Head on over to brainiron.com, castironbrains.com. We might rapidly be becoming a Stephen King-centric <laughs> podcast moving forward. I will let Maybe. you know about that. 
Opening and closing themes of the show were composed by Mark Gillig. Quick note on that Stephen King thing. There's this silly contest. I won't go into the details, but I was thinking about Stephen King movies. And so when thinking about Stephen King movies, I think about my old buddy, John Parrott, who's uh, used to listen to the show. I don't know. I don't know if John is still listening to the show. He doesn't tell me about it if he is still listening to the show. Uh, If you're out there, John, say hi. But I texted John for the first time in months, probably. I don't know. I have to look at my phone. I was like, check out this contest. You can get paid to watch Stephen King. King movies, and he texted back, because I I sent it to him in Facebook Messenger, because for some reason, our normal mode of communication has always been Facebook. Like, you have different friends, and like, for some reason, you communicate on some platform or another. Like, five minutes later, he texts me back on my my phone, and he sends me a screenshot. He's like, "Uh, is this you? Have you been hacked? Like, (laughs) is this, this this looks pretty spammy. Is this really you? Uh, he didn't believe that I was I reaching love that. out. That's a that is a correct reaction. Like it's been a while. Hey, have you heard of this opportunity? Yeah. Would you like to earn thirteen hundred dollars? Oh, that's and- right. So you didn't have a. You jumped right in with your very first message. Right. I, didn't, I didn't say, hey, long time no talk, buddy. How you been? It's Even just if like, you had. I have like... not texted you in nine months or maybe longer, and here's a random uh, link to a website that starts with usdish.com. Right. Like, who's going click, to right. click on that without assuming that old Bob has been hacked in right. some way? Yeah. <laughs> anyway, good instinct, John, but I no, it's true. I watched a movie. True. Did you watch movies? Hey, did you go to the movies? I did. Uh, I went to go see this horror movie. There seems to be only like horror movies now, but it's called Barbarian. Oh, and how was it? It was actually not bad for a horror movie. Like the one knock I have on those kind of movies is like I, I I don't relate to any of the choices that any of the people make. It's like why are you doing that? But just to you know, I guess move the plot along. But the premise of the the movie is that this woman she rents an Airbnb in Detroit in some shady part of uh, Airbnb for like a job Shouldn't thing the next day and it turns out it was double booked and one of these uh, scars guards I don't know how many there are but there's a lot you never know it, one you know when there's a scars guard it's bad news no, yeah. all all sex pests are now played by scars guards <laughs> okay. like if, if there's a weird uh, murder or sex pest in a movie it's a scars guard Right, but so so they make you think that like oh the guy's like oh wow that's weird you can stay like it's too dangerous for you to basically being kind of like oh this guy's gonna kill her, but right. that's not where it's going go you know he's actually on the up and up as it turns out blah 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 but then Justin Long halfway through the movie shows up like there's like, this tonal shift and Justin Long appears the movie's actually not bad like I it's, it would kind of spoil the end if you're interested at all in seeing it just watch it because it's pretty good. Anything else? Just that movie? Yeah, that, and I'm halfway through this uh, show, Five Days of Memorial, uh, on Apple TV. Uh, mm. Pretty good. I mean, it's depressing. It's so if you, it's it's about What's the it about? Hurricane Katrina. Like, mm. apparently, a hospital was abandoned for five days without basic necessities, and people died. And this is like Man, that, that sounds story. like an actual nightmare. Yeah. Oh no, no, it's horrible. America, yeah. it's great. Yeah. Speaking of Airbnb and your your movie there, I'll find a link to this. Somebody is suing Airbnb because of these massive uh, rental corporations that take over and pretend to be like normal everyday people who just have a place that they're renting out. Oh, and they're they're like lying about the fact that 
there's a real person behind the profile there. So like and the profile will say, oh, it's Tim and Matt and right. Martha. Like, yeah. Tony and Martha want to rent you their beautiful French oh. chalet or whatever. And it turns out that it's run by some shitty management company that is three rungs removed from any alleged Martha and uh, are non-responsive. And it, I don't know, it, it's not a huge deal. I just don't understand people who use Airbnb on the regular on a regular no, basis. It's very weird. To uh, like, if you're trying to go have a good experience out there in the world, get a fucking hotel, you maniacs. Right. Like that's where and it, and there's some accountability there. If if shit goes wrong, there's Airbnb again. Like all of these other massive tech platforms, they're just it's too big. And if you have a problem, it's going to be very difficult to get your problem solved. Right. I watched the new Scream from months Ooh. ago. How do you like it? Have you seen it? I I think I have. They're all kind how of bleed together. Much, what is your relationship with the original Scream? I mean, I watched it. Uh, I, you okay. know, this was like in the late 90s, right? This, yeah. For Lori, for Lori, the first couple Scream movies, and especially the first one, is like foundational to her. It is. It really, it is part of who I am. Oh, nice. And while Scream 5 or whatever we're calling it, was not good. It was very clearly written by people exactly like me. Okay. Okay. They, it's just, yep. People yep. with a, a deep and abiding appreciation for the first couple of movies. Yeah. Like I, the, yeah. the way that that first scene was shot, it was just, mwah, just like, yeah. there's no, you guys get it. There's no, you guys get it. That the first Scream movie, as, as fully couched in the zeitgeist of its time as it was, it's also, it's a great movie. Like for what it is, so it's it's a good. great movie. And that's the, the one sequels, that yeah, that one was I pretty can good. Mostly take or leave. But yeah, the, the first one the first one a... that opens with Drew ba- the Drew Barrymore yeah. scene. Oh. Like yeah. that's a that's a scene that will live in movie history forever. It's a great scene. So it was fine. I don't know. Whatever. I didn't watch very much of anything. Lori was gone. Instead, I did this silly other thing that I was doing. Nobody needs to know about, certainly. And then watched a bunch of football on Sunday. We watched The House of the Dragon on Sunday oh. night. Yes, we did. Did you? Are you caught up here? I am all caught up, yeah. So what's your take on the latest episode? Because this is, if nothing else, uh, during this part of the year, we are also a House of the Dragon recap That's podcast, right. <laughs> obviously. I uh, I was glad that I was watching it alone. Like this would not be a fun of uh, like family hang. Hey, yeah, mom and dad. Don't, let's... Don't, don't have a night in with mom and dad and watch this one, certainly. <laughs> But it, it, it seemed like it moved the plot along. I thought I thought it was decent. I mean, there was no like, uh, I, you know. This is my least favorite episode of the season really? so far. Yeah, really. This is pure soap opera fucking bullshit. Right. I don't need pure soap opera bullshit. Like, if you strip this story down to its studs and think about it, it's as dumb as can be. Now, did it look good and did it have some moments that were fine? Yes. But, like, uh, prodigal brother comes home and prostrates himself before the crown and appears all is well and then turns out nope nope he's still a dick and he's yeah. gonna try to make your daughter look bad and and by the way uncle damon takes out niece princess right Nira for a night on the town and they're having a good time and all of that you you said earlier about not being able to identify with the characters in horror movies yeah. because you can't identify with the decisions that they make. I'm tr- it, it is impossible for me to imagine even this like stubborn and headstrong character 
to be so stupid that she would allow herself to be seen in a brothel making out with her uncle after he's taken off their disguises that they used so that they would not be seen anywhere else in town except in this brothel. Like, I know that she was, like, caught up in the moment or whatever. Yeah, she was disoriented. And, and oh, look at all this. The, 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 uh, that stupid play, they, they don't care for me, but fuck those people. And then, like, all of this nakedness. It's completely unbelievable to me that someone raised the way that she was raised in the world that she lives in, no matter how much of a rebel she is in her heart, would allow herself to be in that situation. And if you think that she would, I think that you don't have any respect for who, who this character is that they've been building up so far. But you don't consider, I don't buy it for a second. But you don't consider the fact that she wasn't as guarded because she's with somebody she know, you know, oh, this, like, why would she, you think like she would like, oh, this guy's setting me up? Like, do you think that was her frame of mind? No, but like, you can't be in a fucking brothel where everybody in the city, you're the most recognizable person in the goddamn city. You can't be in the brothel making out with your uncle. Like, and she knows that. That's not something that she doesn't know. Right, right? but you know, the commoners, they're probably thinking they have like a picture of them. Like, it's back in the olden days. Like, how would you know if it wasn't for like that hand guy? You know, guy. just from the hair. These people aren't fucking dirty and they have clean hair. That they must be special. Right. You know how you know how the Monty Python crew recognizes the king? It's because he's the only one who's not covered in shit, right? <laughs> <laughs> who's that then? I don't know. Must be a king. Go on. He hasn't got shit all over him. That's how you know they're special. <laughs> At least I it, don't buy it for a second, and I also I further don't buy that she would be like so. Well, whatever. I, we don't have to get I into mean, it. I mean, the, the it previous just, episodes, I, uh, you're concerned about like I don't buy that the enemy. You know, this whole thing about hiding in the mountains uh, was working so well. I you, I just don't buy that they would be goaded into full exposure and getting blown up by the or. The, getting burnt to death nor that this person would survive a full-on frontal assault against an army when he's just right. one dude he's right. not fucking neo but that's like, more implausible than about here but that's more implausible than a temporary lapse in judgment by what's her face Rhaenyra. i guess i just don't and she was I also i do, I do, appreciate, too, I do like, appreciate that she's like she's lying and trying to forward her own interests now Right, like that's good. Like she's playing the game. She's 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 found herself as a player in this situation, and I I liked the way that they they handled getting rid of the hand. Largely, that's fine. It's yeah, just they got rid of him. That. Yeah, and the 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 marriage thing. She agreed to the thing, so it's like at least it moves the story along. Yeah, it's moving things along. It's just that one moment. I it was completely implausible to me, and I don't I don't buy that she would be so stupid. I I can buy it. Anyway, you uh, you got anything else for us tonight, Abe? Nope. I guess that's all we've got for tonight, then. And we will talk to you next time. Later. Goddamn right. One hour, 59 and 29 seconds. I was considering delaying the later there. The under. I could hear you not wanting to get it out. I could hear you reaching for more things to say about Rainier or some bullshit. <laughs> Trying to goad me into continuing to talk about last week's episode, you bastard. Got a filibuster. Anyway, Anyways. what the? There were a bunch of other shit I was gonna talk about tonight. Oh, have you followed any of this Kiwi Farms bullshit? Uh, nope. What is that? That's for the best. Okay. If you have a link, send it to me. I'll read it tomorrow. I'll try to find the time during my jam-packed, <laughs> very birthday. busy schedule. Yes.
just trying to get me to yell it. I don't believe you right now. goes long term with like because uh, everybody's pathologizing themselves right so everybody's on the spectrum somewhere or right. another right like and if if everybody's got trauma and all of this other shit like can you be like if you bring up your fucking trauma in a job interview and you don't get the job because the manager's like I don't want to deal with right. fucking yeah. trauma are you out of your mind like is that the sort of thing that gets wrapped up in this DEI shit and I mean if it's if it's in the IRS yeah basically any sort of claim that comes up uh, and it goes through the proper channels. I'm gonna be writing about it, but that's all I'm doing. I'm Good not times. deciding it. I'm just oh, this is what happens. Ah, look at that. Where are we now? Where are we now? It's way worse now. Gruesome death awaits us all. <laughs> And now, with sports, here's SportsBot 5000. All sports canceled.